We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramagal people. We pay our respects to all First Nation elders, past, present and emerging. Hey, Hello and welcome to Bestie Hotline. Bring, bring the last Bestie Hotline of 2023. Can you believe it, DLs? Yep. I hope all the dilemmas just cease. Oh, no wishful one, thinking. No babe. one's going to have any problems over the Christmas <laughs> sure. New Year period. Not at all. Surely. The dilemmas have dropped. The trees are bare. And <laughs> <laughs> we all just wait for New Year dilemmas. But we've still got one more dilemma to That's tackle right. this year. How are you feeling about holidays coming around the bend? You excited? Feel, yeah, I'm feeling tentatively good about it. I'm trying to temper my expectations. Right. I've got my dad in town yep. before New Year's. I've got to manage him and his adventure and his <laughs> holiday experience, and that'll be fab. Quality family time, as they say. Yeah. But you know what, Revzy? What? I've taken your advice. Oh. Bit of a reframe. Okay. I'm just going to chill. Chill at home. Just chill. Oh. The bliss. Welcome boredom. Welcome it in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. Not good at it. No. Like to be busy, hate to be busy, loathe to be busy. And yet love and need it for your identity. (laughs) But anyway, enough about me. Shall we see who called the bestie hotline today? Hey besties, a bit of a heavy one for you today. Just need your advice. Had a bit of a situation last weekend that left me a bit rattled and flustered and I wasn't really sure what to do at the time and since then been dwelling on it a fair bit. So I'll just give you the rundown. So basically, I was taking our kids to a suburb down the road. We live in regional New South Wales to meet Santa at the local pie shop, funnily enough. <laughs> and as we pulled in, we saw a father and a son. He would have been, you know, six or seven years old and the dad gave him a really aggressive whack across the head. More than a smack or a tap or a slap. It was a fair whack, so much so the kid's head kind of hit the side of the car. And, mm. you know, my husband and I were driving into park and we were just in shock. And then that family, like, all got in their car and drove away. And basically they drove off and my husband and I just sort of felt awful. We were stunned. We didn't really know what we should have done or be doing. But they had left the scene of the crime and, you know, we just kind of had to move on. But then after our kids got their Santa photos taken, we saw that that family had arrived back. Um, So we saw the family together and, you know, I was giving my best evil eye to the dad. But at that time, you know, managing my own three-year-old and three-month-old, I didn't really think that approaching him and confronting him about it was a good idea. You know, I hadn't really thought whether I should call the police. I just was, yeah, I'd love to know what you would have done in that moment and the moments after. Ooh, okay, yeah. OG deals might remember I talked about witnessing Mm. at a like a bounce play center a young mum yank her daughter and really was very aggressive and pulled her by the ear. Mm. I was so taken aback. And that was just someone pulling an ear. I'm not saying it's okay, Mm. but this kid was two years old and and she did it with such aggression and Mm. made the two-year-old cry and the mum was kind of happy about it, like, well, that'll learn you Mm. kind of behaviour. I was a deer in headlights. I was so shocked Mm. and confronted by what I was seeing. I became quite paralysed and I did nothing because I didn't feel it was my place. 
place. Mm. But listening to this DL, I mean, first of all, when I hear six, seven-year-old, I, I thought of Teddy yep. instantly. And I was trying to put myself in that position of seeing Teddy being whacked. Now, she said it was more than a smack and a slap. Yeah, it was so violent that his head hit the side of the car. Yes. That's and, fucked. And also, she must have witnessed behaviour after mm. that wasn't a demonstration of make good mm. with your kid. It wasn't like the dad, by the sounds of it, was like, oh, shit, sorry. Mm. You know, so obviously that's why she was so rattled by it. Mm. When you witness behaviour like that in public, you can't help but go, fuck, what goes on behind closed doors? Yeah if you're okay doing that out in a public car park. Yeah, and it's rattled her and it stayed with her, mm. which means her mum instincts or her woman instincts or her person instincts are really kicking off. Yeah. So there was a whole family there. So I assume, I'm just going to make assumptions by that, that there was a mum or a mm-hmm. partner and other children yep. with the family, which... It just makes you worry, doesn't it? Really don't want to judge or concern troll in any way, but it makes you worry like for the children, the other children and or, the dynamic or of that household, his partner as well. Yeah. If he's a violent person mm. and can't get a hold of his own feelings. Yeah. Look, instinctively, you can't help but feel like someone needs to do a welfare check yeah. on this family. Yeah. I think our DL definitely did the right thing by not confronting the dad, even mm. though they returned to the Santa photo mm-hmm. area, because what are you going to do? What are you going to achieve? Yeah. And also, what is she expecting him to say? Mm. Oh, sorry. Sorry you witnessed that. Don't worry. Nothing to see. You know, like you're Mm. not going to get an answer that you're looking for or the response of, oh, yeah, I'll stop doing that. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Nothing satisfying is going to come from a confrontation. What would you do? Well, I think I would call the police. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, taking down the number plate is handy, but you could also just – the thing is in these situations, we are a community and the children are the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. If they got it wrong, as in our DL and her partner, if they got it wrong and saw it and misinterpreted the situation, there's no harm in calling the police and making a report. If they got it right, multiple police reports from multiple different sources corroborate a story that will ensure that the community can check on that kid Mm -hmm. and check on that situation. Then it's worth it. Then it's worth doing. Yeah. So I think even though you feel like you could be meddling or whatever, there's no harm Mm. in calling the police. They can't do anything over nothing. They can't. That's not how it works. So that's kind of all you can do, I think. Yeah. And the last thing we want is to ever feel like you contributed to someone slipping through the cracks down the track. And, you know, we do hear stories of domestic violence and aggression. It's an epidemic in our society. It absolutely is. So it exists. Yeah. It is there. But I agree with you, Revzi. It is our job as, as community members to look out for the most vulnerable. Absolutely. I just think like in these situations where it's stayed with you and it feels wrong and you feel like you have a responsibility and mm-hmm. you probably do yeah. if you have that instinct. And also the whole checking of the number plates thing. Look, maybe there's CCTV footage yeah. that they can check out. But a part of me also feels, you know what, a little knock on the door yeah. from the coppers yeah. might be good for them to yeah. be like, you're being watched yeah. and this behaviour is unacceptable. I guess the fear would be if this is a violent person that mm. the family are afraid of that it can escalate yeah people 
who know these situations, it's always that's the fear, right, that you're going to, like, tip them off and it could get worse or whatever. But, yeah, I think if your instinct is not leaving you alone, going through the authorities is the best way because they know what they're dealing with here mm. and have processes in place. If the family's not known to you, if they're not, like, at school or whatever and, you know, you don't have multiple incidences, but if it was enough to shock you and make you worry for the But for even the if it's the start of a file, mm, that's you it. know, that's a good thing. It's helpful. As you said, lots of information to corroborate down the track. Yeah. You might need to be the first rung on that ladder to build a case. Mm. I yeah. think if you were within eyeshot, <laughs> I was going to say, like they were obviously in a car as well, so they witnessed it through a car. If you were somewhere where you could have made it known that you'd witnessed it, I would probably do something like that. How do you mean? I mean, like if I was standing outside the car and I could make a noise or something like, hey, I just saw that, mm. you know, I don't know what I would do. I wouldn't walk up and confront anyone. I would especially not walk up and confront a violent man. I mm. wouldn't. I've got to think of my safety for me and my children unless that kid was being repeatedly hurt. Oh, if it was repeated. Yeah, then you'd step in. Absolutely. But yeah, if I could cough or make a loud gasp or something to let him know I'd seen it, mm. if I was, you know, standing nearby, I would definitely do that. Mm. But as you say, like, we don't know how we're going to act in these situations. No. These things are shocking and sometimes you'd reflect back on it because you didn't act in the moment how you hoped... It leads to an interesting conversation about children's playgrounds. This idea of educating your child in like, if you ever see a bully bullying someone, you need to stand up to that bully on behalf of the vulnerable. And it's like, what is that teaching your kid, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they are putting themselves in potential harm's way, becoming the victim themselves. I don't know what the right answer is. You know, you hear stories of people being like, I'm so proud of my kids standing up to a bully. It's tough, right? Because you don't want them to then be in the firing line. No. But at the same time, you would be proud and you would want your kid to stand up for the kids being picked on. I guess this is like the human experience. It's like a fine line of like, where do I need to protect myself and Mm -hmm. where do I need to stand up for someone who can't, yeah, stand up for themselves? I think if you're the adult and a child's being hurt, like that's a really clear line. Absolutely. I feel for our DL because I know that icky (sighs) feeling in the pit of your stomach where all the sirens are going off in your head going, this isn't right. Mm. The fact that this was so casually done in such a public setting, Mm. it does make you think there's something darker or more sinister going on behind closed doors. And I can feel it Mm. in her. It's just that saying of feeling rattled. You know, I can't let go of the image of this young mum grabbing this two-year-old's ear. And that was just a grab of the ear, but Mm. it just, it hasn't left me. Mm. I know exactly where I was at that play centre when I saw it. And I tried to extend all the layers of empathy that we do. And I think even on that podcast episode, I was like, well, you know, she was a young mum. It was mm. an obvious young mum. Maybe she doesn't have any role models. Maybe she's the at tools. her limit. Yeah. Maybe she's had her li- Exactly. But I still came back to the fact that that was a two-year-old child. Yeah. And on a human level, that's just not okay. No. And two-year-olds tantrum, six, seven-year-olds have bad days too and bad moments. Mm-hmm. But when I see an unregulated adult, yes. I find it very concerning. Unregulated is the word. Mm. And we all have those moments, but... There's a difference. You have to stop yourself. Yeah. Okay, so what's your take on it's their kid, they can do what they want to that kid? To a degree. Yeah. But, I mean, that's so overtly obvious to me that that's not okay behaviour. Yeah. I mean, society literally condemns hitting, smacking. Yeah. Like, we've moved so far away from that. I imagine there would have been a period decades ago where people would witness that behaviour much more regularly and it's like, well, that's... 
how they do it in their house. Exactly. Mm. But these days, no, we've got to advocate for the vulnerable. A six or seven-year-old is a child. Oh, my God. They are learning the world. Exactly. And the cycles that that sets up for generations. Yeah, not to mention the humiliation Mm. you might be feeling because it was in a public setting in front of your siblings. Mm. Like, all of that, that's just icky all over. Yeah. But I think you're right, Rebsy. I would do what you did too. I would feel better to have been proactive Mm. in doing something rather than nothing. Yeah, I think so. A police report is just a police report. It doesn't enact anything. It doesn't set in a chain of motion. It doesn't do anything. It's just like, it's just noting down, time stamped at a date, what you saw, witnessed. And yeah, as you say, like it can help. Later, if it is a real problem, it could be very helpful. If it's not a problem, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't have any consequences. Exactly. That's tricky. I'm sorry, DL. That is a heavy one. And, you know, during a Christmassy time of year, you know, this is where tensions can run high. Dude, this is the highest time for divorce and separation, breakups, domestic violence, drinking comes into play. For anyone in a not harmonious situation, this can be a really fraught, scary time of year. So this is the time of year that this shit happens when people are at their limit. Mm whether they're allowed to be or not, you know? Yeah. So while heavy, still very relevant, mm. and we've got to take care of our community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jen. I know. Another weekend rolls around. Can't believe it. <laughs> We're nearing New Year's. Oh, we are so close to the finish line. We hope you're all surviving out there. Surviving and thriving. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Someone's got to be thriving. Mercury in and out of retrograde. Whatever the moon's doing, whatever your kids are doing, whatever your levels of commitment for the next week, we hope you are having fun. <laughs> <laughs> or at least calm and peace. Yes. Amongst whatever situation you're in. That's it. You can find your zen. Hold on to it tight, baby. We love you, DLs. Have a wonderful Christmas. As always, we'll be back in your ears sometime. Sometime <laughs> soon. We, we don't know where we're at now in the in the slating of these episodes. So you'll hear from us eventually. <laughs> we're a near holiday vibe where you just don't know what day of the what week it is, is anymore. It? Where were we But at? we love you, DLs. And as always, we're grateful to have you here with us. And thank you for letting us in your ears. Bye-bye. Bye.